You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leader in higher education, Mount Wachusett Community College. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber, continuing our On the Road series and didn't have to go too far this week. We're in downtown Fitchburg on Boulder Drive at 166 Boulder Drive, Suite 104. And Kat, who are we chatting with today? Well, today we're here with Megan Donahue, Executive Director, ex-radio host, past CLI graduate. The accreditations go on and on. But Megan, thank you for letting us drop by the Fitchburg Redevelopment Authority today. Oh, thank you. This is so, so nice. Exciting. We have a nice conference room set up today. I love this. This is very nice. So Megan, let's start off. What exactly is the Fitchburg Redevelopment Authority? We know it was created by the mayor and the city council in Fitchburg back in 1964. But can you give us a brief overview of what that formation was about and what its mission is? Yeah, well, you've done your research. (laughs) It was all cat. She just hands me the paper. (laughs) So yeah, it was formed in 1964 to remove slum and blight in the downtown area. Back then, there was even an awareness of vacancy and things like that. But it was the Eisenhower administration, and they had this whole movement going on called urban renewal. And across the country, all these little redevelopment authorities were formed, including in Fitchburg, where uh, the main goal was to remove slum and blight. And that is very subjective, but it basically is to redevelop a certain area. In our area in Fitchburg, it's the downtown. um, And we've been around for almost 60 years. We're going to celebrate our birthday next year. um, uh, And we're going to do something big for that, I hope. <laughs> but um, our mission continues today with the mission of removing slum and blight. And we've done a lot. And you're actually in a building I that was, was part of that in the old GE property. Um, we acquired this in 1999, but we've also done stuff on Main Street. We've acquired the former Johnsonia building lot. We did the CVS um, property way back when. Um, the park, uh, Riverfront Park we did as well. Actually, right behind you is a picture of the the uh, work that we did. Uh, and it just continues. Just to get back to the mayoral pointy um, of, and creation of this, uh, we are still kind of under the guise of the city in the sense that our board of directors, we have a board of directors, it's five members and four appointed by the mayor. One is appointed by the governor. And that is it in terms of oversight. We don't have any uh, connection to the city in, in our jurisdiction and things like that. And uh, nor do we have any um, use of funds from the city or from the state for that matter. So our money comes from our tenants in our building on at 166 Boulder Drive. We have five tenants. But um, our main oversight is from the state. Um, we're, but we're not a state agency either. So it's, it's, it's kind so of a... So you kind of fall like in the middle? Or? Yeah. We're quasi-government. Okay. So, and that makes us really kind of wishy-washy <laughs> in, the, in the sense of our definition. So we don't have any oversight from the mayor or from the state in the sense that they tell us what to do, but we have to report to the state. Um, so it's it's very strange. Was it always like that? Was yeah. the Redevelopment Authority always sort of a hands-off? We're any, just here to support? From the state level, federal level? Uh, well, we used to get funding from the state, um, okay. and that ended in 19, excuse me, 2019. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know why, and uh, it, 
uh, I started in 2018 here, and I just found out um, when I came on board that it was the last year of, of funding in, in 2019. It's a nice surprise when you start off. In yeah, because uh, I started in November, so yeah. 2019 was right around <laughs> the corner. And So you mentioned the funding now comes from the tenants that you have here at Putnam Place. Yeah. Do you get get any other federal? Like, do you apply for grants? Yes, or? that's uh, we apply for a lot of grants. Um, and given our status, sometimes people are like, hmm, "What are you? Are you a nonprofit? No, we're not. Are you a city entity? No, we're not." So people kind of struggle with our definition a little bit. So it's hard for us to find funding, um, but uh, we do here and there. Mass development has been great to us, um, and some state. Um, funding too. So what are of some of the, pro so we're in one of the projects right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you tell us about the current building and then we can maybe talk about some of the other projects that I know you have been a part of. You mentioned Riverfront Park mm -hmm. and I'd love to talk about that one as well. That was before my time. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes. So, so the property there we're in, um, the building that we're in, uh, was uh, redeveloped in 2004. It took a lot of funding from actually federal funding. We got federal funding through a loan project to redevelop this and to make it a um, multi-tenant building from an old factory, right? Yeah. They they made turbines here, so, so it's, it's a big space. It's it's, it's huge. huge. Yeah, it's I believe it's like sixty-eight thousand square feet, wow. and there's still a factory here that makes turbines, but uh, we developed it to make it more multi-use. So we have as a lot of people know the brewery here. Um, we have actually a National Science Foundation lab here. We have a tech startup, Fitchburg Fiber. You might have heard of them. Yeah, or we know the guys talk to them? over there. <laughs> um, if not, you should talk to them. They're great. Um, and the library is moving in here, and we're in negotiations to have another tenant come in. Um, oh, and we also have the Registry of Deeds, of course, and in us. Uh, so there's a lot of it's. It's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. We're, we we don't necessarily mesh in terms of what we do, but we all get along fairly well. And you temporarily house City Hall. Uh, we did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the, now the library is going to. And take now the that library. Space. Yeah. It, yeah. So now, before the um, FRA took this building over, how long did it sit vacant from when GE moved out of it? Not long. Uh, so they gave it to the city actually in 1998. The city in turn gave it to us in 1999. So, but there's two other buildings on the property that are still vacant that we're still trying to find funding sources for. Uh, one is a decommissioned power plant. We want to demolish it to make way for more parking. And then there's Building 3 or 200 Boulder Drive. That used to be the machine shop for GE. And we are slowly cobbling money together to redevelop that to make it kind of uh, consistent with this building. Mm -hmm. So so now you mentioned a couple other projects like Riverfront Park and the CVS property. How does the FRA decide that we're going to tackle this project? Like how does that process work that do, they, do people bring the projects to you? Do you go out and source them? What's the process for that? So often the board will work with property owners or developers um, that seem fit to redevelop in the downtown district. We also work with the city in partnership with them if they see properties that they want to work on. But primarily we're, we work with our urban renewal plan, which is a 20-year plan that we follow that outlines goals and objectives, as well as properties identified for redevelopment. And often, um, if the properties are already outlined in there, we are going to definitely um, strike with that iron is hot with that if, if somebody wants to work with it. Now, if the uh, property is not identified in the plan, 
yeah, it's a 20-year plan, but we can alter it and amend it through state supervision to to add more properties, oh. um, which we've done. Um, recently, um, we've added a couple properties that we haven't activated um, since, but we thought they should be in the plan. Um, and so we will add them to the plan in order to work on them if, if we feel we want to. Yeah. And so you have a new plan, uh, the 2040 Urban mm-hmm. Renewal Plan. Can you talk a little bit about the focus of this new plan and, and how it's really going to benefit the city of Fitchburg? So it's actually an amendment to our 2020 plan. Um, people don't realize that. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in a 2020 plan because although we've done a lot of work in the downtown, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. So what we did was we amended it to add more properties and define different goals and objectives. Uh, so there's a number of new properties within a downtown, but there's also and goals and objectives, but th- we've also broadened our, our reach a little bit and extended into the gateways. So River Street, Water Street, and we went all the way up to the Longshore Middle School to um, capture those properties in there. When properties are identified in there, when we want to work on that property, we, we work with the owner to mm-hmm. um, or with the developer to not necessarily demolish or take through eminent domain or anything like that, because people think that we just take properties. I was going to say, that. so what is it you'll do with, let's say you take a property and you're working with the owner. What are some of the things that you would do with that property? Well, we, we have grant funding that will give the property owners um, or the developers um, to help reactivate that property. Okay. Um, or we'll buy the property if we have the funding at the time. And, we will do our best to work with the the actual owner before we do anything that involves eminent domain. We want to stay clear of it, and and people um, often call me and ask, you know, are you going to take properties and things <laughs> like that? No, that's not our goal. We really want to work with the community before we we do that. You know, spaces like Riverfront Park being one of those projects that FRA was a part of. What does the projects look like when they're green space projects? When they're, you know, there's not a building to take down and you're looking at public space is what's going to be made. You know, where we are right now on Boulder Drive, this is a private space. You can rent the space out. But something like a green space that's public space, how does that work with FRA? So again, that was before my time. But from what I understand, that was an old tire mill and it was a brownfield. So we got brownfield funding um, to do the cleanup and we... uh, yeah, there's a for those of you that can't see, there's a picture <laughs> behind us, um, and it was just a building that just caved in. There was it was highly contaminated, so we worked to clean it up, and we worked with a landscape architect to design it. And there were still some things that weren't completed because of whatever reason. And again, this was before my time, but the city is actually we gave it back to the city, the oh, property, so okay. it's now in the city's possession, and they are carrying out what we wanted to finish, but we couldn't. So they're going to put the amphitheater in and things like that and uh, actually soon from what I understand. But it's amazing uh, to be able to take a site where the building collapsed in itself, it's contaminated, it's not a pretty site and to now transform into this beautiful green space that generations I will be able to enjoy and and really Mm -hmm. transforms the riverfront of Mm -hmm. the Nashua River in the downtown Fitchburg area. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, in our new plan actually, uh, we identified more environmental uh, components to it uh, this year, uh, in this plan, um, which include connecting east to west, um, creating a new walk 
walking path uh, that connects to the Sawyer Passway near the Intermodal Station. There's that, yeah. that area where uh, the north-south walking trail mm-hmm. happens. So we want to connect all the way to Crocker Field oh. uh, and connect the green spaces there. Kind of like in Boston, there's the Emerald Necklace. Yes. So we want to make our little own, own one. And that connects the various parks, walking through the downtown and making sure people know that there's green spaces in, in the downtown, but also walking along the Nashua River. And that's great um, for folks that are now going to be coming into Fitchburg through the Twin City Rail Trail. Then they'll be able to continue on those other paths. We're going to step aside for a quick break but we'll be back here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal on the road in downtown Fitchburg at 166 Boulder Drive, Suite 104, the Fitchburg Redevelopment Authority. Continue our conversation with Megan Donahue, the executive director. You mentioned kind of shifting the focus to other areas beyond just downtown Fitchburg. One of those areas, the Lower Cleghorn area. Um, can you talk a little bit about the decision um, to expand to these other areas and the stakeholders that are involved in these new areas of focus. So thank you. That's our new initiative. And we are so excited. The board voted at its July meeting to include the Lower Cleghorn area into creating a new plan into our repertoire. And we are in the very early stages. So we're still finding a consultant or a team of consultants to help us write the plan. We will work with community partners, including New View, the city of Fitchburg, to accomplish this. But we felt that it was a vital area to see redevelopment. It is such a great area, has great bones, so we thought um, we tackled that area. And a lot of redevelopment authorities throughout the Commonwealth actually have multiple ones, and we've been with one single one for so long. I, th- I th- I personally thought it was time that we extended our reach a little bit more. So, so um, how many redevelopment authorities are there in Massachusetts? Oh my goodness, I don't know the the answer to that question. Actually, there's uh, most of your gateway cities have them, um, but even smaller communities have them. I know Athol does, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a process that a town or city has to go through, um, where the mayor or the town administrator creates this body Mm -hmm. um, and it's a body politic as they call it whereas it works independently from the administration in the city so we because we have separate powers and they it has to be separate from anything with the local administration and that the power of eminent domain the power of buying and selling without the red tape that you know the the municipality has and things like that. So we are, we, well, the redevelopment authorities are created. So we, it, there's an ease to redeveloping and there's not a lot of red tape. Um, I that. love that. It's just a way for neighborhoods to access an organization that is really looking to do exactly what most citizens want. And that is to redevelop mm-hmm. and revitalize um, areas. Right. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because we, want to work with the community so passionately and uh, and me personally as well and I have a 
this draw of working with uh, the community. So I work with a lot of community partners and I make sure I get out there in the community and meet business owners and and building owners and things like that. But in terms of the Lower Cleghorn area, to get back to that, um, we will be having a citizen advisory committee to mm-hmm. work on that um, as we did with our previous 2040 plan that was approved. Um, so there's a lot of community op- availability to work with us. Um, and again, we don't work in a vacuum. We, we really want the help of the community. So. That's awesome. And I think, too, uh, you know, it must be to hear that you're going to have that community involvement, that citizen involvement. It's got to be a relief because there's a lot of people who are very passionate about their neighborhoods. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of lifelong Fitchburg residents in the lower Claygon area. And to hear that you know, they're, they're going to redevelop it, they want to know your input. That's mm-hmm. got to carry a lot of weight. Right. And I think when they hear like this, this government body is coming in to redevelop, it gets, it sounds scary, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to work with those citizens, those lifelong residents um, to help them redevelop their own place. I mean, it's their home and we don't, we're not going to go through and steamroll them. And when you're so. talking about redevelopment of an area, how do you do the redeveloping, but still keep the place's unique identity because neighborhoods have unique identities. And I think there is that fear that Mm -hmm. if all this redevelopment comes in, are we going to lose that sense of who we are? Right. So that's where the citizen advisory committee comes in. We also work with our board, uh, does a lot of decision-making knowing that. And I, we also will, um, we have open meetings during that time period when we're doing that, um, that planning of the, the uh, urban renewal plan. And, that allows for that input and to also educate the, the area uh, as to what we're going to do. Now, it's not up to me what happens. It's up to all these different bodies that come together to, to come up with the goals and objectives, to identify the properties for redevelopment. Um, and then it's approved on many levels. It's approved by city council, the planning board, our board is the final local approval, and then it goes to the state for approval. And so there's a lot of different hands that touch it. And, um, but first and foremost, it starts out with community members. It's kind of grassroots in that sense. And they're going to tell us what's important and how to define that neighborhood. So I can't even say, hey, we're going to go do this in there because it's not up to me. Right. It's up to the citizens. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really powerful for them as well. Um, When anything changes, I know um, where I live, a few blocks from me is an elementary school that is up for sale that they're trying to decide what will it be. And the neighborhood has opinions. There's, Mm -hmm. there's no question about it. So involving them from the beginning, that's, that's so smart to, to be able to have that involvement for the citizens Mm -hmm. and for the public say uh, public to have a say. So when you're looking at those projects then, and once the approval starts, how, where does FRA's role start and end with a project like that? With the entire plan or well, with let's an say individual? With, um, let's say with a, like you've identified the buildings, everybody's got the plan, the state has approved. Mm-hmm. Where does FRA's involvement in that redevelopment continue and where will it end? So, it's funny that you're saying that because for our 2040 plan for the downtown, we're actually in the in the midst of that. It took us um, almost two years for the approval. One, is, so we wow. have two entities at the state level that approve it. One is uh, DHCD or Department of Housing and Community Development, and that was very 
quick in approval, um, and we worked with them all along. The other one is called the Massachusetts Environmental Protection Act, Mm -hmm. and that one took a long time for approval, and it took a year for that. So we just got that. Um, So now we're going to regroup as a board and identify what properties or what projects. I don't want to just say projects because we also work with grants. Uh, We create grants in this office and things like that to help spur business development and also redevelopment. But we're going to identify what takes priority now and maybe phase it out for the next 20 years. And and, and it's a 20-year plan, so it's going to change. And we recognize that it's very fluid, too. And like I said, we can amend the the plan because 20 years is a long time. Mm -hmm. Things change. And as, you know, when we had our 2020 plan created in 2000, people know that Fitchburg changed in that time period dramatically so we did amend it quite a bit we i think we amended it about 11 times wow in that time period so now one of the biggest things when i got here this morning i can see there's different movement happening as as you work to shift everything from the library Uh, over to to here Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about that situation and how it came to be that the fra is kind of housing the fitchburg library temporarily while their construction goes on so we negotiated with the city to have them come to this location about a year ago. They approached us to house their condensed version of the library because it's a pretty big space over there and they can't (laughs) fit it all over there uh, in in their new location. So they're going to put a lot of of their... um, their materials in storage, but it's going to be a condensed version of their both their adult and their children's libraries. They're working on it right now. There's a lot of construction happening. They're making it appropriate for library purposes. Um, what what it, that Do means, you, I'm not sure. I know they have to have special HVAC requirements mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. children and yeah. things like that. So but they're working on all that. So for the FRA, what's it like to be involved in a project like this where you can become a temporary home for the library while there's big new project is happening in the downtown area. It's like our other tenants. We treat them equally and consistently as we do with our other tenants. Um, We're really excited to have them and they're going to be a great neighbor, but um, it's just like any other tenant. We go through a negotiation period with the board. The board makes the decisions on the rent scale as well as the term of the lease. And then it's a back and forth between the future tenant and the board and same with the library. And then once the lease is signed, um, it starts and we we just get really happy to have some more people in, in the property because uh, all of our neighbors are great in, in the building. So. so speaking of your neighbors, um, mm. you have a variety of folks that are here yeah. and they're all very different with very different needs. Yeah. So I can't imagine that I know for a fact that you did not build it ready for the brewery to move in, let's say, that they had to bring in and build out the space. Um, Fitchburg Fiber had to do the same. The library is, as you said, putting in HVAC Mm -hmm. and working on how they can make the space appropriate for a library and, and library business. What spaces do you have available still? Like how much, you know, how much movement and, and stuff goes on inside the building? We are almost out of space, to oh. be honest. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so we are, like I said, we're in negotiations with another tenant, and yeah. they're going to take our last two spaces potentially. So we have two more units left. Um one that has never been redeveloped um, since we acquired the property. So oh. it's the last remaining space to be uh, redeveloped into, you know, 
the four walls and it's still really raw in there. So I'm really excited to see that take shape if, if they do take advantage of it. But building three is available, which is the, the other property that we're slowly working on. Uh, we've had a lot of interest in the property, but there's a lot that needs to happen in there before it can become inhabited. So, um, and sometimes that becomes overwhelming for people that want to buy it. Um, it. It's a beautiful building and on the outside it looks really neat. It could be <laughs> a future restaurant or a future, I, I've had people come and, and want to build a skate park in there or a food truck commissary and really great ideas, but it's it's so old and it's, it's from 1941. Wow. And there's a lot of things that need to be brought up to date in there and um, so that's our mission right now is to bring it up to date for people to become interested in it because that's where we feel like our, our focus needs to happen in that. When you talk about a building like that and you're you're hoping to prepare for future renters or a future space to be converted, for FRA, will they just demolish the inside, leave it a clean space? Do you think you'll decide to make it into a part, like into more than one office space? Because when you're working with large spaces like you have here at yeah. the 166 Boulder Drive, like you can really make it anything you want. Mm -hmm. So will you put anything into it like outside of like, you know, maintaining and making sure it's safe? So it needs to be brought up to code. It first does. Of all. Oh, okay. Um, 100%. Gotcha. Um, there's, there's a lot of issues in the property in that particular property that needs to um, happen uh, that needs to be cleaned up um, before we move forward with any kind of ideas in there. But like I said, there's been a lot of interest. So if there's still interest, we're, we're open to talking with people. Um, however, we would like to, if we were to maintain the property ourselves and, and still um, have it as our own, then we would probably make it into a mixed use facility mixed use, like yeah. we did at this, just consistency wise. And uh, and it, again, we don't get any funding from any of the government entities, um, state and, and locally. So it's our way to make some more revenue. Yeah, too. absolutely. So, yeah. To help with all the other projects that the FRA <laughs> yes. is involved in. Yes. And so for listeners, if they are interested in learning more about that or about the other work that you're doing or just how they can partner with the FRA, where can they go for more information? They can go to our website at FitchburgRedevelopment.com or my door is always open. People can, I love it when people come in and just ask questions and, or they can email me. Um, we have a Facebook page too, and we also have a LinkedIn page. So feel free to check those out. Megan Donahue, thank you so much for letting us come this today and record here at FRA thank and opening you. your doors and for all of the work that you are doing in the city and for partnering with other entities and making the city just well, redeveloped. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back with another episode next week. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.